0: Thank you. To Goonie's World. I am Goonie, also known as Colin, and I am joined, as usual, by Meanie, also known as Ryan. Bonjour. And we have Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Quite fine, quite fine. So, we were going to play a game called Pendragon, but mm-hmm. we decided that's not uh, friendly, not podcast friendly.
1: Yeah, it's a great game, but it's a little too much game for us.
0: Yeah, so we went with Rhesus. is that how you say it?
1: I guess it's Rhesus. We're going to have some Rhesus pieces. <laughs> I guess it's not like, it's probably not Rhesus, And, and yeah, it might have I something to do with the Rhesus sardonicus that tetanus gives you, I'm not sure. Like a <laughs> terrible, crazy grin, Maybe. We don't really know, but we're going to play Rices Of course, we're still going to be playing in Arthurian Britain. We're just going to be using Rysis rules. So, welcome to the Dark Ages. And Britain has long been divided and without a king in the past, but the boy Arthur, as we all know, drew the sword from the stone, showing himself to be the true son of Uther Pendragon and the rightful king. And... We all know how he got his magical blade Excalibur and with the help of the wizard Merlin he united all the Britons and repelled the Saxon hordes and after those wars he established a round table where knights would meet as equals, more or less and quest after noble virtues and protect the people so that it would no longer be an age where might makes right but justice makes might. But I don't know if Arthur's dream really turned out quite the way he thought it would. Now you two, your characters are knights of the round table and you have felt this sense of sadness and foreboding in the once glittering court of Camelot. The queen has been accused of adultery and she was defended in a trial by combat by an anonymous champion. And although the queen was deemed innocent in the eyes of God, according to the king's justice, because you know that nobody who is right can be beaten in a fight. Obviously God would never let you know, the wrong party win. But still, there's this atmosphere of cynicism and mistrust that sort of overshadows the court. And furthermore, you two have both played a part in this recent unpleasantness. So so let's meet you guys. Uh, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about your character, like his name and what he looks like, and, and what part he might have played in all this recent unpleasantness?
2: Uh, oui, oui. Uh, je suis uh, Médor de la Porte. Um And uh, for any French listeners who happen to be listening, um, Uh, uh, my French accent is not as outrageous as uh, you know John Cleese's, but uh, outrageous. (laughs) But it's it's pretty bad, and um, it's actually based. On a friend of mine from France, he had like an exchange student, and he, his thing was he'd uh, talk about, you know, this, like this, and uh, how do you say, you know, what? And then <laughs> totally. we'd say things like, um, so do you have yogurt in France? Because we're just like, you know, 12. And he'd be like, no, no yogurt, no. <laughs> <laughs> we only have trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah so he uh and he's no not the super medar is not the super tall fellow um probably like five eight or so um and he's uh typically um you know got some uh like a, a, a plate helmet with some mail on and you know he's got a sword and i imagine he's got like this this kind of like dark blue um like uh not 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 a cloak exactly but uh like
1: uh, i don't even
2: know i don't know what the, what these things I are think called they I might re- call it
1: a tabard like tabard like kind of a hole where your head goes through and otherwise it drapes down and belted sort of what and, i'm picturing
2: yes yes and it, it looks uh almost like a like a, a poorly like a poorly covering robe um but with like a it's belted of course around his waist with like a yellow fleur-de-lis um and uh, in the middle and uh, of course he's got a you know shield kind of a buckler style shield on uh not always but you know uh, right on his uh, right or sorry left uh, left arm which, which is also blue and also has a, of course a fleur-de-lis okay, okay. Oh.
1: and and in this recent unpleasantness what, what role did did Madara play well medora uh, um, he was uh, responsible for uh,
2: accusing that uh, ran the slut queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he was the queen's accuser in this trial, and uh, and uh, now Colin, let's uh, let's hear about your character and tell us a little bit about him and uh, what role he played in this recent unpleasantness.
0: Well, I'm playing the famous Lancelot du Lac, du Lac. Uh, however you say it, Lancelot. Everyone knows him. He's the uh, top knight of the round table basically and uh best friends with arthur and um he doesn't really need uh, much of an expl or uh, you know he's he's very well known obviously mhm um but although he <clears throat> might not look or behave the way uh you would think he's i just <clears throat> kind of imagine him as a as Having a shaved head and um, some kind of rowdy, who uh, again that you would see at like a um, soccer or football game, <laughs> right? Uh, like rioting or something. <laughs> and um, well, yeah, and also during this uh, combat by trial, there was a uh, mysterious anonymous knight that came to uh, the Queen's defense, and it was Lancelot. Everyone knows it was Lancelot, uh, but Lancelot thinks uh, thinks that he got away with it.
1: Okay. So, so there's a little bit of, of bad blood between you two. Whether it's open or not, you know, there's certainly some tension. But one morning early, you find yourself summoned to the round table together. It's a fall day in mid-fall with a really overcast sky full of bruised-looking storm clouds. And in the hall of the round table, there are shafts of gray light, you know, sort of zebra-striping the room from the tall windows. Uh, And Arthur sits at his customary seat at the round table. He's got no attendance or anything there. He looks sad and tired this morning. You know, his hair has gone gray just over the last year. And there are lines on his face that weren't there when you met him. But, ah, Sir Delaporte, the cunning and skilled at arms, zealous defender of the king's honor, and Sir Lancelot, my old friend and boon companion, righteous in the ways of war, I... I would ask that you could set aside this unspoken enmity that exists between the two of you. What's settled is settled in the eyes of God, and a kingdom needs its, its great warriors together as brothers. So, I want to see you shake hands and swear to each other an oath of friendship. That is my wish.
2: Uh, well, um... I suppose if you think that is the right thing to do, Monroy, um... Yeah. What? Uh, what about you, Monsieur Dulac
0: Uh oh, I suppose I can. I can handle that. All right, I guess. Um, I'll shake on it.
2: Um. Okay. Yes. Put a uh, what? How you say?
1: Put a there. <laughs> <laughs> That's All a right. fairly common phrase in the Dark Ages, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, when you shake hands, Arthur says, Ah, you'll make my heart glad. But the people of Uffington, they're not glad. They have sent a messenger who came by night begging the help of the Knights of the Round Table. The ancient monster, the Afank, has emerged from a slumber of centuries and terrorizes the King's subjects. So I call upon you to ride forth in your newfound friendship and destroy this creature. The people must see that. The might and power of the Round Table is still a force for good in this land. But the danger could be very great, so I cannot in good conscience order you into what might be your deaths. Therefore, as your king, I humbly ask, will you undertake this perilous quest?
2: Je suis désolé, monsieur Moroy. You said um, there was a
1: monster? Yes, the Afang. I don't it's know much about the monster. It's uh, you should ask the people of Huffington for <coughs> details. It's not a
0: fucking dragon, is it? I
1: don't believe it's a dragon. I believe it is a semi-aquatic creature. I hate dragons too. Was, of course, my my father, the the great Uther Pendragon, uh, comes from a long line of dragon killers. Drove most of them out of Britain. Merlin often speaks of a dragon that gives him his power, but I believe he's being metaphysical. Of course, I have not seen Merlin nigh upon these six moons. He comes and goes as he, as he pleases. But I can't tell you much about this, Afonk, other than I am told it might resemble something, resemble something like a very unpleasant beaver of some sort. <laughs> 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 that, uh, I think you know something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, we're, we're just going to let that one go without any unseemly giggling.
0: Desolée, I was going to say something else too slow to think <laughs> of anything
1: clever. <laughs> you may be slow with your wits, but you have always been fast with your sword, the good, bold <coughs> Sir Lancelot. Always been very useful with your tools, as, as my good lady wife tells me, your queen. But oh, that's right. Uh, however, I'm glad that you will do this, and uh, there is much daylight left, so it is possible you could reach Uffington come dark from Camelot so I bid you good luck I hope to have solid news on your return and may God go with both of you and you're clearly dismissed and you can walk down to the stables together where servants are getting your horses and the horse barding on and you can put on the rest of the pieces of your your armor and uh Hey, I'm going to put you on the spot, though, just for the heck of it. What's the name of your horse, Mador? Uh Henri. Of course it is. Henri, your your war horse. And uh, how about you, Sir Lancelot? What's the name of your horse? Prancelot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Of, course, nice. of course it is. Of course it is. Of course. Well, I described the day earlier. It was, you know, it's always like right, always on the verge of looking like a cold rain, but never quite doing it. And after some hours of travel leaving Camelot, traveling across fields where peasants toil in the mud and uh, regions of small villages and manors, uh, towards mid-afternoon, you come to the edges of Warwick Forest, and you can hear the bubbling waters of the River Avon. Now, it is well known... That these waters can—they carry a great enchantment of forgetfulness and sleep. And that uh, if any man or beast should touch the waters of, of the Enchanted Avon, they would fall instantly into a deep sleep. They could last for a hundred years. And many who try to cross the river are swept away, sleeping, and drown. But there is a bridge here that you can see in the distance. It was built by Caesar, men say, back in the days of the Empire but the bridge is all covered with moss now. It's still sturdy. However, there's a knight in a black armor and a black velvet cloak sitting insouciantly upon a black charger. He's blocking the way across the bridge, and on the far side there's a dozen men-at-arms, like a sullen, really wretched-looking bunch of warriors lounging around in the shadow of this old megalith, you know, a great big standing stone, probably put there by giants in primordial times. And as you guys approach, they all stand up, and the Black Velvet Knight lifts his lance and waits for your approach.
0: Oi! Who the fuck are you?
1: I am the Black Velvet Knight.
0: Oh, I never heard of you. I'm fucking Lancelot, have you heard of me?
1: I have heard of you.
0: I'm the top fucking knight of the round table. So
1: they say.
0: So why are you fucking guarding this fucking river or something? Because it is
1: my pleasure. And I see you have brought your servant or squire. Who is this sloppy knight who stands, who who rides beside thee?
0: He's a lesser knight, but he's not a squire.
1: And, uh... <clears throat>
2: uh, Mador's gonna dismount his horse and, uh, begin walking in the direction of the, uh, Black Velvet Knight. Uh, and he, he's gonna he, say... Go good. ahead.
1: No, go ahead. I was gonna say, he stays on his horse and looks down at you as you approach.
2: Uh, bon, bon monsieur chevalier, um, uh... uh Advas, uh, do you, um, are you spoiling for a fight?
1: It is my curse and my pleasure. I will fight any who tries to cross this bridge. And there is we'll one fight. way across this bridge, through me.
0: Well for all of you.
1: Fuck all of you. And at that all his men at arms come rushing up. Now they're not knights, you know, they're not on horseback. They've got they've got swords and uh you know chain mail. But they come rushing up. Do I hear that you are challenging my men at arms, great Sir Lancelot?
0: Fuck okay, you'll fight you.
1: And you shall fight my men at arms, and I shall fight this Frenchman. Uh
2: um. Uh, what? Um. Why does he have to
1: fight so many? Because he is the great Lancelot, and he must prove his worth.
0: If it's not fair, if I just fight one guy, he's got to fight all of them.
2: Yeah. Suit yourself, Monsieur.
1: While I am worth all of those men at arms and more, and so French knight, you will have a chance to prove your honor against me, and. As I obey the laws of chivalry, as the challenged man, you may choose the mode of combat. Shall it be on horseback or foot? And with what weapons? Uh,
2: I suppose we should uh, fight on foot uh,
1: with swords. Very well. And he dismounts and slaps the butt of his horse to where it uh, goes off on the other side of the bridge. And meanwhile, the dozen men-at-arms come. Rather hesitantly, actually, across the bridge and spread out in a great big semicircle around you, Lancelot. And uh, meanwhile, the Black Velvet Knight draws his sword. And then there's a tense moment as everybody looks at each other. And the camera closes up on everybody's eyes. We do a whole Sergio Leone pre fight bit of calm. But then the Black Velvet Knight says, How about you? And begins to move forward and uh, attack you, Mador. And I will go ahead and ask you to roll your knight dice, Mador, as he comes in for his attack. Okay. Now, now, he is rolling six dice, but he's double-pumping. So he has to drop down a dice on the next turn, you know, no matter what. And So if you can defeat him, he'd have to drop down even more than that. So... He rolls the dice and has a... He has a 14 with all his dice.
2: well Middle has 11.
1: Well, there's a ringing, there's a loud clang as he uh, his sword strikes the side of your helmet and uh, you see stars for a moment. They're uh, unbalanced, so remove one of your dice being defeated in that round, but he also removes a dice because he's double-pumped. He can't keep that kind of thing up forever. He's an unwise fighter. You can see already that he's going to spend all his strength, you know, in the beginning, hoping to knock you out quickly. Meanwhile, um, the the uh, men-at-arms who are surrounding you, Lancelot, they don't. They're they're considered a horde, you know. Uh, they're a grunt squad in terms of rules. Um... But uh, they don't seem quite as enthusiastic as the, their master is. And uh, would you like to uh, run it, you know, attack them? How would you try to attack all of them more or less at the same time? You may not be able to get every single one. I'm just curious about your style in fighting a, a horde.
0: Um, you know, I mean, it'd be cool and cinematic if I just swung my lance, you know, around in a circle. <laughs> Knocked them all on the head.
1: Yeah, and you're n- you never really said you got down from the horse either, which is kind of funnier if they're all on foot and you're still on your horse. And uh, yeah, yeah. And that'd be the way to comfortably. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and do that? They're, they also rush in and try to do some stabbing once they see that you're in movement. And there there are quite a few of them, so they're rolling That's more good. dice than you. But I'm going to go ahead and roll and add up. Adding up dice usually takes me a while. I'm not good at doing math fast. I'm you got a fifteen. They roll pretty well,
0: actually. Yeah, I got a thirteen.
1: Oh, not much, but you do conquer quite a few of them in the head, and uh, but they they do get the better. They give one of them, uh, you know, stabs your thigh, gives you a, a cut, gets into the chink in your armor up behind your uh, behind your knee, hits your back of your thigh, and so you go ahead and also lose the dice. Um, but meanwhile, Sir Mador takes another furious attack. And by the way, if you want to narrate anything clever or whatever, um, this is a very freeform system in terms of combat. But again, he's coming with a huge cleaver movement, but you can tell he's a little bit weakened uh, by, by his previous attack. Uh, he actually gets a 12 this time on, on slightly fewer dice. So I guess he'll have fewer dice too. Yes, I, I will. Uh, yeah. A lot depends on rolling high in this game. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it sound you didn't sound triumphant. I didn't quite hear what you heard, but said, "But attack oh, uh, ten. Ten. Well, this seems like a little bit of an unbalanced combat so far. Although you could tell that Mador is tiring. Meanwhile, the uh, the men at arms. Uh, of course, they, now you're all engaged in a vicious cluster, a vicious melee, Lancelot. Uh, do you, how do you want to attack them this time?
0: All right, so this time, are they are they wearing helmets?
1: Well, they're wearing like little pot helmets, sort of like bullet helmets, you know? They're not like full encompassing the face. They're like those Bayou Tapestry Norman-style helmets.
0: Yeah, well, regardless, uh, I will... Uh jump down from my horse and uh, do what I have uh, the most points in, the most dice in uh, and I don't know if you said it earlier, but we're using something called cliches and this, you know, describes a bunch of things that we are good at Yeah. And so I have uh, headbutting and I'm going to headbutt one of the guys okay, okay yeah. I get to use five dice then. All
1: right, yeah. go ahead. They actually roll pretty poorly here. I have a nine from them. Sixteen. Oh well. Boom! That not oh, only <laughs> that only knocks the one guy, the first guy, like he he, boom 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 boom. There's like a little bit of a chain reaction, and next thing you know, two or three of them are on the ground, rolling around, grabbing their heads. Their little their helmets have fallen off. They're trying to scramble out of the way, and and they lose a die from their from their overall pile. And uh, now, uh, uh, Mador, sir Mador, Uh if you were to come up with some you know really clever tactic or something that could always be good for an extra dice or two, if you feel like you're gonna, you're starting to run out, you can definitely tell that he's uh, he's going to be a straightforward and direct fighter and try to hit you. As hard as he can. Is there any special tactic you'd like to use to give yourself an advantage of some kind?
0: Because you well, might only
1: be down... You might be down to, like, just two dice now. Is that correct? Or? That is correct. Yeah. Um.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything uh,
1: quickly. So... Um. Well, maybe another standard attack, and then... To think about it a little bit.
0: You can yeah. let me fork your head, button. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Um. So yeah, I'm down to two dice. Um. I, I think I would like to, and I don't know. I, d- I don't see how this would offer any advantage. But uh, we're standing near a river, right? At, at
1: Avon? We are. That if anyone oh, yeah. were to fall into it, you know, they would fall asleep for a hundred years. So they, so they say. So I'd like to run at him and attempt to kick him into the river. Okay. And uh, this means that you two are going to rush at each other. You're still using your two dice. He's got four left. He's down to four from the six he started with. And you rush in and kick him. Let's see. He rolled an 11. Yeah. He's not terrible. I'm not going to beat the Well, I don't know if you can beat an 11. Um, (laughs) If I roll
2: two sixes, which I don't.
1: Yeah, but the good news is uh, you've just failed to kick him is all that happens. You know what I mean? You're going to it. You're you're doing this ridiculous dance now at the edge of the river. He's been forced to back up a little bit where you got his back to the river. And uh, he goes, I see your mind. I see what you would do. Meanwhile, Lancelot uh, the somewhat weakened group. Oh my god. This is really not fair because they keep rolling terribly and Mador keeps rolling fairly well. They have a two they have an eight, the uh, the minions. As the few that are not rolling, the several that aren't rolling around on the ground, uh, again, come in and try to gang up on you with their cowardly pack of dog style tactics.
0: Oh, uh, 12.
1: 12. Well, again, several of them are knocked back, flinging back, flying away from you. And meanwhile. We oh, don't like that. We don't like it, says one. And meanwhile, Maddor. Uh, lays down a heavy blow, and this—that's more like it. I see a couple of ones here. Um, he has a six, which is pretty terrible on four dice, to be honest. Perhaps he is getting tired. Uh, nine, nine. Uh, so he's—he is uh, again now. Beaten down uh, a little bit more. He's actually lost two dice now. You see, because he's he's been he's lost one just for being double pumped, and now he's lost another. So you guys both have two dice now. The battle has become far more equal. And uh, meanwhile, Lancelot, is there any special way you'd like to attack the the uh, the half dozen? minions uh, of the Black Velvet Knight who still menace you.
0: Uh, no, I'm going to just keep headbutting him. It's one by one. Just going <laughs> yeah. up to him and headbutting him. Watch the head! Watch the head! They yell.
1: <laughs> He's headbutting! Guard your head! And, and here it comes. Ooh. Ooh for goodness. I gotta tell you, I got a. 13 this time.
0: I got a 14. Oh, well, it's true what they
1: say about Lancelot, taking on all these men. And again, and now, now these guys have been also, they've been beaten down to uh, three dice at this point. Uh, the minions, the, the horde, the grunt squad. And uh, meanwhile, Medor, anything you want to try again? You want to try to push him into the, the water again? Or you want to try to hurt him? Or what would you like to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think my best bet is to try to get him in the water and just end this fight. If, if assuming he actually will, you know, go to sleep or whatever. But I, yeah,
1: I I think that would be a funny way to end it.
2: Um, but didn't
1: he start with five? No, he started with six. I mean, he's only lost two, so he's only he have four. He's them? lost one every round all the time because he's double pumped. He is. Um, yeah, he's he's really got three dice, but they're double pumped. And so he starts off with double, but he loses one automatically no matter what, whether he wins or loses. Kind of gives him a a big advantage in the beginning, but it's just going to get worse and worse. Well, he's going to hopefully end up in the water. Let's see what happens. Well, that's not going to probably do it. Uh, Eight. Uh, Eight. I have rolled a five and a one. That is a six. It does do it. He staggers back, falls into the water. And, of course, he's wearing armor, so he goes, he goes Cur- Cursion, curse. The Run for your life, guys minions, as they begin to try to flee. Would you guys like to uh, make a challenging role to hack them down as they flee, or would you like to be chivalrous and let them run away?
2: Middle was going to just let them
1: uh, go because uh, they was
2: not, uh, I mean, they were in service of this uh, other night and now they want to flee. They didn't want to be here in the first place they can go.
1: Okay, what about you, Lance? You want to let him go?
0: Well, he he's not so chivalrous, so he's gonna hunt them down and lance them.
1: Okay, ha ha ha. Well. This is not like a fight. This is a slaughter, and it'd be challenging to be able to get all of them. So uh, you need to roll a ten on the dice you have for night.
0: Oh, for night, yeah. Um,
1: well, I guess it doesn't have to be if you can describe it.
0: No, nah, it it would be night. I think. Um, I mean, this is a system.
1: This is a system that will let you use hairdresser versus you know bazooka if you can, fighter if you can justify it.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, so I'd lost one with that with the knight and um. Let's see, oh, I still got eleven though.
1: Hey, that's great. And and yeah, it's it's kind of an ugly thing to see. But you you ride these guys down, uh, clatter across the bridge, and and the shadow of this great stone megalith that overlooks the scene. Uh, if I can picture like the shadow. You just see the shadow on the megalith. These guys are getting hacked to pieces, as you and uh, trampled by your horse, probably. Uh, <laughs> While well, the more laid back Mador looks on, and uh, the, uh, the 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 Black Velvet Knight's horse is here. Would you guys like to take his horse as a prize of war? I guess really, that's up to Mador. He's the one who defeated him. Uh, well, is
2: he going to get out of the river or is he going oh, to... Oh, no,
1: burn? he's he's fallen asleep and so he's drowned.
2: Oh, well. Yeah.
1: He's completely defeated. He's going to lay down there and rust and rot and be food of fishes at the bottom of the river. If he had stayed on his horse, it might not have been that way, but you challenge him to combat on foot. And I don't think he can swim wearing plate mail.
0: I wonder if that was the man that uh, fought anonymously against you? Uh,
2: yeah, probably. Uh, he was so easy to defeat.
0: Well, it, was, it, it seemed to be easy to defeat this time. At first fight he was very fierce for some reason.
2: Yes, well, it's because uh, of course uh, my, uh, uh, how you say, testicles were not, uh, fully engaged.
0: I don't know what you mean by that. Well, after the, after what will be
1: known as, known to, uh, folklore is the slaughter at the bridge. Uh, you, you bold knights, uh, move on into the forest. And you travel for a while. Again, it's dark in the forest because it was late afternoon anyway, but remember, the the sun was not out, and so it's dim. But up ahead, you hear a beautiful voice singing. And you can hear some running water, like there's a little brook. And through the trees up ahead. And it's fall, of course, so you know you got to place It's not a green forest. It's like bathed in russet colors, you know, and orange and dark yellows of all the, the leaves as they're ch- changing colors, and there's a lot of them on the ground as well, but in a hot spring up ahead through the trees, you can see a maiden bathing in a pool and singing, and uh, she sings to well, I'm going to roll some dice for her, actually, and and she has a 14, so it's a challenging thing to do, but she has actually called a lot of adorable birds. And forest animals, um, and uh, they're all gazing upon her adoringly as as she bathes and rocking their heads back and feeling pacified by the beauty of of her song. Mm. Would you guys, you can see her gown, her her simple peasant gown uh, hanging on a branch nearby. Would you guys like to approach uh, this maiden of the wood while she's bathing?
0: Yeah, I think it's. Gonna get a lot less Disney. Uh, and, um. <laughs> Picturing well,
1: something terrible happening in the shot of the little adorable creatures, with their eyes going wide in shock <laughs> and horror. Uh,
0: <clears throat> yeah, he'll, like, make his, um, horse trot up. And, uh,. Boy, what's your name? You look fit as fuck.
1: <laughs> well, she was... <gasps> and, of course, the the adorable forest animals and birds, they all scatter. And she hurriedly rushes up, uh, reaches up out of the water, you know, and grabs her gown and covers herself modestly and comes up out of the water. Ah, oh, you've shocked me, Sir Knight. You've pro- Oh, there are two of you. You've... You've shocked me. I... I'm sorry it was wrong of me to bathe here in the woods. I thought I, I thought i thought i was alone and i i'm so embarrassed please you must forgive my immodesty as she hurriedly is uh squeezing herself into her clinging wet garment <laughs> uh, <clears throat> i would like to just briefly
2: cut to a shot a close up of Mador's face as he rolls his eyes <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> totally <laughs> cut back
1: yes yes she's like accidentally hot that's one of her of her um, anyway well, I did not know that there were Knights of the Round Table a foot in the land any longer
0: of course they are we're fucking all over protecting Camelot.
1: It is not Camelot that needs protecting. I have heard the villagers of Uffington suffer greatly, but but I am merely a, a lone maiden living alone in the woods. I was raised by my grandmother, you see, but she died upon Saint Crispian's Day, and I've been alone all that time. And I became lost in a storm the other day, and now I've I've lost my way, and I can't find my way back to the cottage at Uffington, near Uffington, and I wonder nice, you seem like bold and true men who would not take advantage of a defenseless maiden. Might I travel in your company?
2: Uh, I don't think you've met this guy before.
1: Oh no, but obviously he must be a good man. Mm -hmm. King Arthur would only good and bold knights sit at the round table.
0: Uh, I don't know if I've met him before. i met a lot of ladies before. Uh, Was you the one that um, was going uh, um, you were cheap, uh... was you... Uh, like, um... how much was you for? I, I, I don't remember. Oh, I'm sure I don't understand. <laughs> I was drunk. Uh, all right, so, um... I don't know, you... you, you could come with us, uh... We, we are headed, um... to, uh... that village.
1: Oh, I would be ever so grateful. Thank you so much. I feel so safe with you, so well protected. <coughs> um... Uh, I guess uh, you guys want to have her ride uh, the, the Black Velvet Knight's horse, I guess. I guess she could. But, yeah, um, if,
2: we, if we're assuming we kept it, I didn't I didn't have any plans to, but I don't mind saying we did.
1: Something. Oh, yeah, I kind of assume you would. And the, the culture of it is you could take all his stuff. You know, these are your trophies of war. And a horse, that, like, costs more than, you know. mm mm-hmm relatively speaking cause a lot more then for a horse than it would be to get a car now you know especially like a trained war horse such as he had but yeah you you ride with her and uh, a, a little bit further on down the way um uh her blouse snags on a twig as as she rides past and 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 rips part of it off so it's like barely covering her now she goes oh no and uh, Well, are you
0: sure you're just a maiden? That's all you are?
1: Oh, yes, I am
0: a maiden. Just an innocent maiden out here in the woods.
1: Oh, yes.
0: All right. Oh,
1: yes, absolutely. It was just me and my grandmother. Of course, occasionally, knights would come through and visit with my grandmother, and I would hear their strange noises. But, of course, they have now moved on.
0: Oh, your grandmother, you say? Yes,
1: my grandmother...
0: Because well, she was all, a great beauty, I might have met her before too. You probably danced her a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's just just me and my my poor grandmother. Yes, and I am a maiden through and through. A maiden is a young woman, you see. And anyway, moving on through the rest of the afternoon uh, in twilight, the the woods uh, trickle out, and you can see below you the plains of Uffington, and off in the distance on the hillside, you can see this huge chalk horse inscribed on the hillside and this is this this real uh, prehistoric looking uh monument really you guys have probably seen the white horse of uffington you can still see it in in england and the listener can google it and it, it's been there you know for thousands of years and you can see that up on the hillside in the distance and there is of course Obviously, it was put there by the gods long ago, the old gods, before the Christian god came and conquered this land. The old gods put that horse there, actually, to guide the sun across the heavens so it would know which way to go, because it might get lost otherwise. But uh, the plains below that hill, in the twilight, you can see that they're, they're sort of dotted with little stands of trees here and there and small lakes, and there's smoke from the fires of a few distant villages. And as I say, night is falling... Uh, but it's not quite fallen yet. In the first village you can see down below, there are actually two of the cottages in this little village have been completely smashed. <laughs> um, ripped apart, you know, the pieces of them are strewn across the ground. There's a lake not too far, maybe about a half mile from this little village. Uh, but there are a lot of peasants standing around outside, um... Uh, Together, like in a crowd, and they all have makeshift—not really weapons, but you know, like their uh, pitchforks and their farming implements. They all got out, and uh, one of them hails you at your approach. And of course, there's quite a few eyes opened wide at the beauty of the maiden of the woods who travels with you. But one of the uh, villagers, you know, bent over, old man hobbles up to you leaning on his pitchfork and goes I, uh, would you be the great knights that good King Arthur has sent to us to save us from the Afonk it be us oh praise God and praise the king I am Reynard. I am the headman of this village mm-hmm. the Afonk has been a terrible menace it has is, it is torn apart John Weaver and John Smith and John Taylor all of them and we fear he will come again. I don't know what to do, but finally we have bold knights who could put down this terrible monster. It's the size of a house, and it looks like a terrible cross between a beaver and a serpent. It's terrible.
0: Terrible. Well, Where, uh, where's its lair at?
1: We believe it creeps out of the lake, for it quickly disappears into the lake when men try to see it directly. We just hear the screams in the night, and we can see its lumbering form disappearing into the lake, and then the body parts of our good companions, such as John Weaver and John Taylor and John Smith. Good men, all, and true, loyal subjects of the King, now dead. Oh please, knights, save us, save us from the creature.
0: Fuck. All right, uh, find this fucking thing. Uh, we all gotta stop off uh, the tavern and get a fucking drink first.
1: We have not so much a tavern, but uh, we do have a, a house where perhaps uh, some ale can be provided for the good knights. And what simple fare we have shall be yours.
0: All right, let's have it. Let's get. A, I'm gonna get a fucking point.
1: Well, he leads you into another's house and uh, hello I'm John Tanner I have some I often feed oh, I thought you was dead no no that was John Weaver and John Taylor and John Smith I'm John Tanner yes
0: oh I'm sorry
1: and this is my friend John Cooper here he makes barrels oh. well, it's, it's so nice to have your lords here in my humble humble home and he sets out some, some cold chicken and pickles you know and uh, cheese no you know they don't have much but, um, so, how will you defeat the great Avanc, mighty lords?
0: Well, sure, so, uh, how, how won't we? I- I'm gonna fucking lance it uh, right through its fucking school and, and I'll fucking piss on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, i want to headbutt it. Uh.
1: I have heard the voice of your friend this night here. Do they have the avonk across the channel in France, my good lord?
2: Mm, uh, no, uh, we've not, uh, we not have, uh, uh, what do you call it, Avonk, we don't have it uh, in France,
0: no. No. They don't have beaver snakes there. No, only, only trees.
1: Oh. Well, my friend John Cooper was just telling me some lore he remembered from his grandmother. Yes, I remembered my grandmother telling a story. And when I saw your lovely friend here, it actually reminded me. He said he can't stop staring at her. You know, she, if she was less naive, she would be like, eyes up here. My eyes are up here. But mm-hmm. you no know, uh, seeing your, 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 your friend, your maiden there, my grandmother told me a story. She used to tell tales in the darkness about the Afonk and other creatures of the night to frighten us into being good but they say that the avant can be tamed by the song of a virgin he'll come and he'll lay his head in a lap that's what he said that is what my grandmother said so perhaps if your friend here if your friend here is don't know the nature of your relationship obviously and I don't mean to be indelicate of course my peasant's education shouldn't even give me access to words like indelicate good lord but uh
0: oh uh. uh, my friend you mean uh Maidor, I think he's a virgin.
2: Um I don't uh, I think he was uh, talking about the uh, me. He's talking about uh your uh your little maiden friend over there um
1: I would not guess it's just a great knights either of you great knights were, were virginal. I mean, perhaps you're all chivalrous, but I imagine oh. you've done a great deal of carousing it, and whoring in your guy, uh, <laughs> yo, uh, This guy, uh, Fox.
0: Yo, this maiden. Just uh, between you and me, I think she's a uh, proper slag. I don't think uh, I don't think she's really a virgin. Of
1: course, she overhears that. And she, I don't know what a slag is, but 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 I am a maiden. That is true.
0: Well only one way to find out if you're really a maiden. But uh Oh so what is it? Or oh, are you are you a virgin?
1: Oh I am a young girl, yes, and I will have I would be happy to sing to the creature if you bold knights will protect me while I do so. Perhaps it will lay its head in my lap the way the unicorn would.
0: Well, it might work. I mean, she we did see her with the forest creatures earlier. You know, she's got a purity to her, I guess. Oh, uh, yes.
2: Monsieur Dulac, if uh, <clears> this <throat> maiden had a uh, unicorn uh, in her lap, uh, then I don't think it's
0: uh, going to... I think it's, that is uh, disqualifying. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> well, I think... Um, bestiality doesn't count so uh,
1: I don't know what ever (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about you're so educated and smarter than me
0: yeah (laughs) I'm all not at the round table um so you say you could sing real good oh beautifully
1: did you not think my voice was beautiful when you approached and you heard me singing to my forest friends
0: I wasn't paying attention to your voice but uh, I'm sure it was nice
1: Yes, I guess you were paying attention to the road. That would make sense. Mm. To the path. You wouldn't want to get lost.
0: Well, that's right.
1: Mm. Boy, it's so cold in
0: here. <laughs> it's a bit nippy.
1: <laughs> well, shall I shall I sing to the fierce creature?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we could try that. If that doesn't work, I'm gonna fuck it up.
1: Well, well just about then, Reynard comes back in. The old man. He goes, "Well." Would you like me to take you to the edge of the lake where the avonk was last seen?
0: Let me fork you down this drink. I don't want to get pissed. Perhaps I too should get pissed. We <laughs> get noisy nice and rowdy. Mm. Uh,
1: this is really strange tasting water.
0: <laughs> She's the most <laughs> naive girl ever.
1: Well would you guys like to follow, Reynard?
2: Yeah, I guess once Lancelot, uh, you know, Gets finishes his, off his his pint, we can. Yeah, uh, my
0: right. ready? Where's me forkie sword? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.
1: Well, Reynard leads you. Uh, are you guys riding or walking?
0: Oh will Re- ride.
1: Reynard's definitely walking. What about you? We'll uh, just follow uh, behind. What about you, Midori? Are you mounted? Yeah, we might as well be. Mm. Hmm. I suppose I would like to be mounted as well, says the maiden of the forest.
0: As Just give it to him. She,
1: she uh, gets up onto the, the black horse, and Reinhard leads you through what is now darkness, uh, because there's not a lot of moon or stars, you know, because it's so overcast, so it seems quite dim. But you can see a smudge of light on the sky where where the moon is hiding behind the clouds. And you come up to the edge of the lake. It's actually... There's actually quite a bit of low... Uh, overgrowth... You know... Uh, underbrush and things like that around the lake. And... <clears throat> feeding off of it. And there's a few little... Creeks and rivulets... Running down into it. But... She... Uh, you guys are within... You know... Just a few yards of the shore. And the maid says... Shall I... Shall I begin my song?
0: All right, yeah. Okay, start singing.
1: I shall sing the, the call of peace, peace to the angry heart. And she begins a beautiful song, just absolutely beautiful. And she's gonna make a roll. And, and if she succeeds, you you guys will cry. And she has a she has a fifteen, and she needed a ten. And and you just weep i don't care how cynical you are i don't care what's what's going on in your life or the, the beauty of this song is so great so incredibly beautiful the tears come it's to your eyes
0: fucking something in the air my eyes are fucking water. i got a fucking allergies. yes i do think the hay fever's <laughs> going around says
1: says
2: reynard yeah, we mustians. So, so,
1: uh, so the pollen is too much. Uh-oh. Anyway, as you're crying into the mist of your eyes, suddenly you hear Rainard Oh, heavenly God! And there's a huge splash of water. And looking up, it's looming up above you. You can't really see if it looked like a beaver, or a snake, or what, because it's just a huge dark shape. And it roars up out of the water. And oh my God, that's a lot of sixes. Uh-oh, I have I have a six six six. That's no good. No four. And I'm afraid the maiden is just bitten right in half. And the whole top half of her is pulls back up in the air. You guys are showered with her blood. It splatters all over your armor. Her horse screams and rears back and tears off into the night and um her bottom half falls off onto the ground her legs are kicking uh reynard pisses himself and is completely unmanned do you guys want to try to attack the avonk
0: fuck i was gonna fucking shag that fucking slag <laughs> oh
1: he's the worst Lancelot ever <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, but but if you guys
1: if you guys want to team up against it you can do that. It's just one of you has to be the, the sort of leader of the team, or you can just both make separate attacks against it if you like.
0: <coughs> uh, uh, well yeah, Lancelot will definitely uh want to fight it. Okay. He's drunk and thinks he can take on anything.
2: Uh, okay. Monsieur de lac uh, you uh, I propose uh, you, you 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 take the lead and I follow your lead, eh?
0: Yeah, I'm going to fuck it up. Okay, well... F- fuck it in, buddy.
1: Well, basically, you guys can all roll your night dice, which they're back up to full now because you've had plenty of time to to recuperate after your last battle. But um, you, you, Mador, will only contribute your sixes. If you roll a six, they count. If not, they don't count. And you would add those successes to whatever... Uh, add that number to whatever Lancelot would get. And you guys are trying to stab and hurt the Avant guy I assume. And Lance, you can yeah. go ahead and roll your dice and add them up. I'm rolling for the Avonk here. Mm.
0: Well, I only got a 12. And Plus one
1: six for me. Okay, so 18, which is nice. Only I have a 22 here for the Avonk. Here's the good news for you. It's not trying to attack you. It's really it's sneaky trait, and it is swoosh swooshed back off into the water with its grisly prize, getting out of your reach for now. And you can see some rippling in the dark water just for a few moments, and then all is quiet, and the corpse of the poor maiden of the wood stops kicking her bottom. You know, Lance, her bottom half is still here.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: That would be real bad. We're not even going to yes. go there.
0: No. Mm. So, he he's not uh, that much of a psychopath.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think he's probably into necrophilia. But no, it's horrible. John Raynard, of course, he's he's like lost it completely blubbering, you know, he on the ground. He's he's like when when Chef sees the tiger in apocalypse now. He's completely flipping out and clawing is tearing out his hair and like I said, he's wet himself. Um uh, the people of the village, uh, there you can see they're all lined up. They're too afraid to come, complete, you know, close to where you are. But they're all crying and screaming, and you can hear them. And John Tanner and John Cooper come up. And John Cooper goes, "Well, I still think my grandmother was right. I think maybe you're right. Maybe that was no virgin. Yes,
2: uh, I, I had yeah. a
1: sneaking girl." How you say you know oh, of course slag of course says John Tanner we're left in the same boat here because the Alfonk is still around I I don't know where you'd find a virgin in this day and age well, the virgins are very hard to find but uh, you know who uh you know who would know where a virgin is don't you who well, of course uh Merlin of course Merlin knows everything the great Enchanter Merlin.
0: Little fucking codger.
1: Well, he's... uh They say that uh, his cave is just beyond the hill with the white horse. Perhaps he should uh, talk to Merlin and see if he could uh, find, a, find a virgin for you. Perhaps he could conjure up a virgin. Maybe he himself is a virgin for he is an unnatural creature.
0: Right. Yeah, he might be... I don't think he gets so shagged, he's too fucking weird.
2: Uh, but I, uh, he's so old, he uh, did not even
1: had do it at one time, that's hard
0: I, to
2: believe.
1: If I were Merlin I would cast a spell upon myself, says somebody else in the village. Yeah, he could conjure up a demon and he could conjugate with the demon, says another peasant.
0: But, uh, but he's, he's got weird fucking ideas. He's
1: terribly mysterious. I like the idea of conjugating with. The, no, I don't. No, I don't. What am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying either. Says Reinhardt as he rushes. He gets up and runs back to the You're village. you to
0: get burned at the stake.
1: <laughs> well, maybe Merlin can find a virgin for you guys, and maybe he can't. But uh, I think I'd next like to
0: time. Once a virgin.
1: Can you? Well, we'll see.
0: I don't have that ability.
1: No. No. Sniff out a virgin. Five dice and sniff out virgin sniffing. Five <laughs> dice. And, uh, anyway, maybe next time we should go look for Merlin and see if his cave really is on the other side of that hill. So we'll go ahead and leave it there for now. And when we when we come back next week, we'll uh, hopefully meet another legendary character, the great Merlin, and we'll see if he is if he is as different from what you think as Lancelot has turned out to be. So, (laughs) all right. that's, That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Goonies World.